0: A listener writes this letter. I mind my own business, yet my wife thinks that I should mingle with others in the church. I'm content to go to work, come home, and take care of my family. Am I right, or is she right? After all, I don't trouble anyone else, and I don't think that they should bother me either. Well, now, that's a a very interesting question, and not an infrequent one. At the counseling center where we deal with people regularly and Christian people we often find that husbands take this same position. There are times of course when wives do too, but very frequently husbands do not want to socialize with others, they just want to come home after work and sit down and take it easy and forget about everybody else and everything else. Now it's of course not possible to answer this particular person's question without knowing more facts. But let's just give a few observations about what the Bible teaches on this question about minding other people's business. There is, of course, one sense in which we must not mind other people's business, but there is another sense in which we must. That's why it's hard to know exactly what the writer means in his letter. For instance, in 2 Thessalonians 3:11. Paul makes it very clear that certain people who were idle, who had no jobs, and who were just sort of wandering around the Christian community, were poking their noses into other people's business, and he warns them that this is wrong, that they should not become busy bodies. And when the Scripture teaches that we should not become busybodies, looking into matters that we have no right to be poking our noses into, It's very clear that Paul is saying, mind your own business. But part of a Christian's business is, under entirely different circumstances, to look into the matters of other Christians. Let me try to explain what I'm talking about. Idle people who go around looking for problems in other people's lives are, of course, condemned in 2 Thessalonians 3.11. But people who are not idle and who are not just looking for problems, but who are also trying to be truly loving toward their neighbors and who are working with those problems that God providentially brings into their lives that involve other individuals are an entirely different category from those in Second Thessalonians who did not do their own work but were always messing in to other people's work. For instance if we were to be hermits, if we were trying to uh, get out of society altogether, if we were trying to uh, live a solitary life that had no real relationship to other Christians, that would be a direct violation of the second commandment that sums up all of the commandments. You remember the first commandment is that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. But the second commandment which is like it is that we are to love our neighbors with the same intensity as we love ourselves, love our neighbors as ourselves. Now the hermit may try to seclude himself in some place where he can spend deep long hours of fellowship with God. He seeks the first commandment but in seeking it so exclusively that he ignores the second He cannot fulfill the second because he tries to withdraw himself from society. And anyone who seeks to withdraw himself from the society of other people and particularly any Christian from other Christians is one who is violating the second commandment because he is not giving of himself his time, his interest, his gifts, his abilities, his uh, encouragement, his presence, whatever it is that other Christians need from him. God did not make us to be individuals on our own who were away from society and away from others, but he made us social beings who were deeply involved with others. The Good Samaritan parable also shows the involvement that we must have when we run into others in the course of life who are in difficulty. We cannot walk on the other side of the street. We must get involved. And Galatians 6.1, in which... Paul teaches that if we see a brother who is caught in any trespass, that we who have the Spirit of God dwelling within us are obligated to get involved in that other person's life and to help him out of his difficulty, to help extricate him from the problem in life. That involves us again. We are to restore him in the spirit of gentleness. But you see, there again, we're involved with other Christian believers. In 2 John and in 3 John, We have two letters that are written to deal with the question of hospitality. Christian people must show hospitality to one another. Hospitality was a very frequently mentioned uh, element in the New Testament church. All through the letters you read about that kind of hospitality, which was absolutely required of Christian believers toward other believers. The person who wants to mind his own business and not mingle with others and so on is an inhospitable person and does not fill the biblical requirements. Then the scriptures make it very clear that there is no lone wolf Christianity because we have a church into which we are incorporated when we come to faith in Jesus Christ. We are part of a fellowship in Hebrews 10 verses 24 and 25 very specifically say to us that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as has become the habit of some. But instead of not forsaking our assembling together as this bad habit had already grown among those Hebrew Christians in the early church, we should come together for specific purposes. What are they? Hebrews 10 tells us. To stimulate one another to love and to good works, and to encourage one another as the difficult times draw near. So we need each other desperately for stimulation to love and to good works, for encouragement in time of trial and difficulty and despair. We also need the kind of, of mutual help that we can get from each other's gifts. In all of the passages that deal with the gifts that God gives to individual Christians, he makes it explicitly clear that as Ephesians 4 says, they are all given as part of one body. Each person has something to contribute to all the rest of the parts in the body, and the parts all function together so that they can achieve the purposes of the head who is Jesus Christ. No, you cannot be a loner as a Christian. You cannot mind your own business and go your own way if that means that you will no longer mingle with others just stay in your own house and with a couple of people such as your family and no one else involved. You must become a part of other people's lives even as they must become a part of yours. Any person who does not uh, willingly associate himself with other believers is in a serious situation. He ought to very clearly re-examine his life, his patterns, his standards, maybe he ought to re-examine his love. I think that the critical thing to do if you are a loner is to quickly make an appointment with your pastor, sit down and have a good talk with him about this problem, and let him help you to become a fuller part of the fellowship of God's people. If you are a believer, others need you, and you need them. Remember that as we pray. Lord, bless those who are alone Show them the desperate need that they have for others in the faith and that others have for them, we pray, for Christ's sake. Amen.